Hey guys, Helmut Mayer from Biblical Hebrew Perspectives. We are looking at a list of words and concepts in the Hebrew Bible. Words and stuff that are lost in translation. And today is no different. We are stopping at the story of Abram and Isaac. If you're a Calvinist and you're a good churchgoer, <laughs> you will know the story of Abram requested to offer his son Isaac by God. And the backstory to that is that God gave a promise to Abram that he will make his offspring, his seed, as numerous as the sand on the seashore, as the stars in the heaven. And eventually, after the conundrum with the maidservant of his wife, Sarah, finally God promises Abram that Sarah and himself would have a child called Isaac. And we know this story. Isaac was born. And in a very curious way, God asks of Abram to offer Isaac back unto him. Now, you must remember, this is the son of the promise. This is the one that God said, through this lineage, I will bring the blessing. I will bring the promise to your family. And here God tells him, take your son. And we're in Genesis 22 now. Take your son now, your only son, Yitzchak or Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as an ascending offering on one of the mountains which I command you. If you remember how Abram's story started off, God calls him from the land of Babylon, from the land of Ur of the Chaldeans, and he says, Abram, back up your stuff and leave, and I will show you where to go. And the Bible just relays to us that Abram packed his stuff up and left. And again here, God tells him, hey, take your son, your only son, the son whom you love, the son of the promise, and offer him unto me on a mountain that I will show, that I will point out to you. And Abram left with his son and some of his servants. And when you get to Genesis 22, verse 4, it says, On the third day, Abram lifted his eye and he saw the place from a distance. Imagine having to tell your son what is happening. And then verse 5, So Abram said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey while the boy and I go over there and worship and come back to you. I want you just to sit with the thought. You're the guy through whom God has promised to be a blessing to the entire world, which includes the Messiah. And you have one son through whom that can happen. And now he goes and he says, you have to bring that offspring back to me. And remember, in Hebrew culture, there was not a way to look into the future other than clinging onto the past, clinging onto what you've experienced, what you've witnessed. That is the Hebrew way of thinking. You have to look back to hope for the future. So he goes and he tells his servants that they're going to worship. Eventually, when he picks up the knife to slaughter his only son, imagine the agony on both sides. Imagine the part of the story that is not being told. But right at that moment where he picks up his knife to slaughter Isaac, to actually obey God, to put his trust finally and fully in Yahweh, we know what happens. He hears the voice of a sheep, of a lamb, and God provides. Abram then calls this place Yahweh Yireh, Genesis 22 verse 14. On the mountain, Yahweh provides. Now the word Yireh is the present tense form of the verb Ra'ah, which means to see. Okay, so it actually means Yahweh sees. And as I've just mentioned, in the Hebrew culture, it is impossible to see into the future. You can only see the past. The idea of God providing doesn't mean that much. To us, it means God giving us things. 
But in the Hebrew mind, the solace was in the fact that God could actually see into the future. In Dutch and Afrikaans, we have the word voorzien or voorzien. God looks forward, which was an anomaly in Hebrew. But the beautiful thing there on the mountain, Abram calls the place Yahweh Yireh. God sees into the future. And that was what made him safe with God. God was not stuck with only the past. God was not a victim of the story that happened. God actually had the ability to look forward. And that is the beauty. By the way, the mountain, Moriah, that place. And earlier in Genesis 22, it mentions it. The word Moria, it's a participle form of Yireh, which means the place of seeing. Yahweh is the one that sees forward. No stress, purely trust, because Yahweh can actually see into the future. And that is why we have faith in him. What a story. Be blessed.